We are four grown-ass women of the apocalypse. We're here to talk about business, relationships, social issues, and joy during the pandemic and beyond. Well, hello, we are four grown-ass women of the apocalypse, and I am Sarita Wilson, and today I'm rolling big fatties. (laughs) I'm a a girl that rolls big fatties. Burritos. Oh, I've I've been rolling up some breakfast burritos, and I just keep thinking, rolling the fatties. I don't know why, but... That's who I am today. Uh, is that a song? Because if it's not, it I don't be. know. It should be. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it my, is. I'm there. I'm, it just might yeah. not be in a genre that we tend to listen to very often. Yeah. And okay. I don't think it's about burritos. No. I don't think mm-hmm. it's about burritos, but yes. either who's. I'm the burrito lady. I like it. And they're delicious. Yeah. yeah. Tell, tell me tell me when up. it's time to start teaching you how to do the, the tofu burrito, scrambled tofu. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Because one of the boundaries we're setting is that Sarita is not going to be responsible for <laughs> making the breakfast burritos uh, for Yellow Dog on a regular basis. Okay. Okay. Oh. This is not something we we're going to be doing. We're making a scalable business. Well, it kind of took off. Talking though. about boundaries and self care. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it. So, for context, mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> we have a coffee shop. For those of you that don't know, in Norman, <laughs> for those Oklahoma. of you who don't know us yet. All right. And um, we've been struggling with menu items and trying to find different kinds of vendors and those kinds of things because we really are a coffee shop, but people are really wanting food. So we're trying to expand that menu in a way that's doable for our baristas and scalable and not going to be too problematic so for the owners. So you decided to go ahead yourself and make a whole bunch of burritos. So last night I <laughs> was making it. 32 burritos in my... <laughs> Anyways, um, and then a whole bunch of mini pies the other morning. I too. did make the mini pies; those were fun, though. Which again, they're delicious. Like I'm not saying they're not delicious, no, but at the yeah. same time, I'm like, well, I can't get this woman to take a vacation because she's con- deciding to work in the business more and more than and more in the business. <laughs> yeah, but we're kind of exploring what do people want, what do they like, what's going to sell, what's not going to sell. Trying to support other local bakers and that sort of thing, and and bring them in to the fold. And so I'm just kind of bridging the gap. But I have been rolling a lot of the goddamn burritos. All right. Well, I am Kate Bierman. And this week or today or whatever it is, I am in full on Halloween trunk or treat fall fest, <laughs> like event scheduling mode. Because I've decided that if everyone everywhere is going to be doing a Halloween thing, we're going to have a competition this year, Ellie and I, to see how much candy we can collect this oh, year. Oh, that's fun. So I'm making a plan. Every church, every business, every fall fest, <laughs> we are going to also, this gives us an excuse to use every single costume in Ellie's toy box and then decide if she's going to keep it or not. Because okay. if she's not going to wear it for Halloween mm-hmm. extravaganza 2022, mm-hmm then she's never going to wear it and we should just throw it out. But what or, are you going to do with all the candy? That seems like... We're going to... Well, some of it we're going to eat. Okay. Um, some of it we're going to bag up and put in the pantries oh, around okay. Halloween mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff is taking place over the next, like, nine days. Yeah. Okay. So they're taking place, like, this weekend, um, which is, like, 11 days mm-hmm. or 12 days before Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I get to take all the candy that I want. Mm-hmm. Ellie gets to take all the candy that she wants. And then the rest of it we're going to start putting in bags and putting in the pantries. Okay. Because I also have a feeling that a lot of these, a lot of people who need to use the pantries are also mm-hmm. the ones who get anxious around Halloween mm-hmm. because they live, you know, they probably live in areas like our neighborhoods that have kids mm-hmm. who go around and mm-hmm. they don't have candy. So 
I want to put some in there. And then I know that Big Brother Big Sister does a, like, they usually do a collection. And the Mardi Gras Parade does a collection. Okay, because in in my mind, I was like, that is a lot of candy cape pyramid i'm like what are you okay this is also a kid who didn't get to do pretty (laughs) much any halloween for the last couple years because Mm -hmm. they didn't really have it they didn't have it yeah so Mm -hmm. we're gonna be making up for a lost time Mm -hmm. and also if i'm gonna be getting all of these invitations with the virtual thursday folder as they're Mm -hmm. now called oh gosh i hated that thing yeah at least it's virtual now so at least it's just an email yeah and it's like every day so much paper back in Mm -hmm. my day um i am jackie brown and this week i'm a sign painter Yes, she is. I'm painting a sign on the side of the Yellow Dog drive-thru, and Mm. I've never painted a giant sign with a bunch of letters on the side of a building before, so it's a little intimidating. I'm so happy you're doing this. It looks awesome so far. Except that I put the dog upside down. We're using a stencil that has the little holes in it, and then you spray paint over the stencil, and then you get like an outline. Well, I hung it up and didn't, even when I was spray painting over the G, I didn't realize it was upside down (laughs) until I pulled it off. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that sign guy, how do you make the, just the G upside down? Well, we did the whole dog upside down. It looks the same. The D and the O look the same. (laughs) Whoops. But it'll be easy. easy. Yeah, it'll be easy to fix. And it's not the whole G. It's just the outline of the G. So it'll be fine. But it's, I'm excited. It's going to look really good. I was a little concerned that I made it too small. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it definitely needed big, big because of this. The building is weird and it's just a little block of yeah, building. Yeah, but so. it's pretty huge because I made it. I didn't want to make it right to the edge because I was afraid I was going to, if it was off a little bit, then it wouldn't fit. And then we have to get another stencil done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made it like a foot in from the sides and six inches in on each mm-hmm. side from the top and the bottom. And I thought, oh, is it going to be too small? And then I got it up there and it's huge. So <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I'm excited about it. I love it. That'll I love be, it. Thank that'll you. be very fun. That'll be pretty. Well, I'm Emily Mick, and this week I am planning and working hard. When you run your own personal counseling practice, you work, but also run a group practice. You both work in your business and you work on your business. So when you're putting in 40 hours a week working in your personal business of seeing clients, you're probably doing another 40 hours a week working in your business. Um, So I've been doing a lot of planning and working hard, a lot of solving of problems. (laughs) There have been a lot of maneuverings with insurance companies and NPI numbers and billing nightmare. Yes, yes. Well, and a, a lot of things like everything on our end is correct. How come things aren't working on that end? You know, and I it's it's affecting some of the counselors because that's their billing. Um, so, mm-hmm. You know, all the billing was working fine. And then suddenly it wasn't. Um, but, you know, I am planning on doing f- some fun stuff because um, we're going to have a, a table at the downtown Norman Fall Fest. And I think I'm going to use my uh, super woman. I think it's technically super girl, but I like saying super woman because why is she girl, not woman? Yeah. I think it was an era of the time. But I'm going to be Superwoman because I found a Superwoman costume at a grad sale this past summer. Oh, that's And fun. I just grabbed it because it was like a dollar. I was like, I might use this at some point. I have long blonde hair. This could work. So I might just be Superwoman and hand out mental health stickers and candy because you know um sarita wilson going to need to use your sign making skills for a chalkboard i can totally do that that says mental health is not scary mental health is oh not that's scary. a good one 
So yeah, just planning and fixing I mean, all the, the things. The lack of mental health care is yeah, is lack very of, scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, so today I think we're going to talk about self care. Rest. We, we need that. <laughs> Rest is productive, mm-hmm. and we kind of want to talk about what we do for self-care and one of the things when we were talking about this topic earlier emily pointed out is that boundaries actually are self-care yeah that's what we've been talking about Mm -hmm. last Mm -hmm. season and this season we're talking about action around our boundaries but what are your ideas of self-care i I think my example of self-care sometimes is staring at the wall and calling it meditation Mm -hmm. like it doesn't necessarily mean that i'm got some big Ohm going on. There's no nothing. It's just taking a minute and not thinking about anything Mm -hmm. is self care. Yeah. Yeah. But what else do we have that recharges our batteries or protects our mental health or protects our energy? Well, Well, like you said, boundaries. I think you guys like perfectly harmonized. (laughs) Well, (laughs) not taking part in toxic relationships Mm -hmm. or conversations or arguments just stepping away from all that is self-care and i've done that a lot lately Mm -hmm. Um, i was going to use the word stepping away too so we're totally mind-melded today (laughs) that's one thing that came up Mm -hmm. for me what are your energy sucks what things suck the energy right out of you the toxic people obviously toxic conversations yeah Mm -hmm. Um, too much peopling for me too much peopling walmart Walmart sucks the energy right well i so sometimes man chicken at walmart so that way then i have power that's kind of fun but yeah but sometimes self-care looks like going to target instead of walmart yeah or going to natural grocers instead of walmart even though it's more expensive and it goes against my uh, mantra of frugality mm-hmm. <laughs> well and also sometimes self-care is being frugal because a lot of times people create additional stress in their life by having to like have these certain types of things or keep up with the Joneses and keep up appearances and they, they feel like they have to spend the money that they see everyone else spending and that causes so much stress and anxiety because financial stress is a huge issue and sometimes well, that affects every part yeah, of your life. I, Absolutely. I, and you know one of the things that I do is I live a very simple life. My car is old. My home is old and not expensive. I live a very simple life. And I think, you know, sometimes I will make the choice of like, what is my self-care for long-term versus short-term? Because like when you That's said a good point. sometimes when you, you know, if you go like right now, I am stressed and I cannot handle going to Walmart and dealing with Walmart. So I'm going to go to natural grocers and pay more, but that stresses me out in a different way because now it's going against my frugality. Mm-hmm. Lots of times I wonder what, okay, what is my short-term goals and long-term goals for self-care? And is this short-term quick fix band-aid version of it is that actually going to affect another part of me that has a different need for self-care mm-hmm. but sometimes it is the choice that you it want is, to yeah make. sometimes oh, yeah. i'm just like yeah absolutely i'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw caution to mm-hmm. the wind and i'm gonna go mm-hmm. to the very quiet target mm-hmm. instead of the very noise at walmart but also mm-hmm. what i like in the world that COVID has brought us is delivery of groceries oh yes that has been a big one for me that's huge um what i've been trying to do is think of self-care kind of in a different way because i've gotten a lot better at like going to the doctor Mm -hmm. when i actually need to and i've become very good at kind of uncoupling my 
productivity from my self-worth Yay! in a lot of ways. That's good. Uh, not completely, but in a lot of ways. But one of my friends is reading a book right now that I am trying to get her to actually finish, which also means like doing it's funny because the book is rest is resistance by (laughs) trisha hersey and i'm like hey can you please rest so that you can finish this book about rest is resistance so that i can read it so you're pushing her i know right to hurry up and rest (laughs) to hurry up and rest so that i can read the book about rest it it kind of takes that whole idea of uncoupling productivity from self-worth or hustle kind of hustle culture or grind Mm -hmm. culture Mm -hmm. to the next level Mm -hmm. and so I, I'm not I don't because I don't want to butcher what she says. I'm going to read a quote from an NPR uh, mm-hmm. interview that she did where she said, we are resting simply because it is our divine and human right to do so, period. There is no nothing else at the end of that sentence. It is the end. Most people I talk to are talking about productivity. They've got to be productive. You've been taught productivity by the curriculum of white supremacy and capitalism. Is that who your teacher needs to be? That's not my teacher. I'm not allowing that to be my teacher. I don't want to be under the guise of believing that I have to be productive in order to be deemed worthy. I am enough now. Mm -hmm. So talking about not even that even sometimes I think about my self-care as a way for me to eventually be more productive, Mm -hmm. as a way to eventually get more done at Mm -hmm. work or eventually be more rested and therefore more able to do Mm -hmm. A, B, C, D or whatever Mm -hmm. and that I don't need to be that way, that resting simply can be, and it doesn't have to have a means to be a means to an end, and that we've changed self-care into mm-hmm. almost a product of capitalism, that mm-hmm. go find a hobby and then become really good at the hobby and then monetize your hobby. Oh, yeah. The whole monetizing or, of mm-hmm. hobbies. And, oh, you know, God. so just that mm-hmm. self-care, there, there's been this this push by capitalism to turn self-care again into more of what they want it to be mm-hmm. as a means to productivity or as mm-hmm. a means to find a hobby that you can then monetize mm-hmm. or even just self-care as something that you have to buy. You know, trying to find ways to pick at that myself that rest isn't just a way to make myself more productive, yeah. which was not a step that I had taken yet. I still mm-hmm. thought of it as a way to nurture myself as a way to be a better business partner, a better spouse, a better mother, and not just to rest. To rest. Yeah, to rest. See, yeah, one of the things that I was going to, before you started, and now you've changed my mind, you made me see something differently, is I assign a dollar value. So we back to the Walmart versus Target versus grocery delivery versus frugality, ver- you know, all of the things that weigh into my decision making on where to shop. Um, I I give myself a dollar value for my time. However, I'm just buying into that whole fucking capitalist society Mm -hmm. bullshit. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm basically saying, well, it's not worth resting unless you can say I've saved myself certain so amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's goofy. And, you know, in in that regard, I I come back to everything with self-care to me uh, comes from boundaries. You know, the way I look at it is I have no interest in winning the overworked Olympics. Okay. So I am efficient with my time. I want to win. Well, and my my thing is I want to be efficient with my time. So that means I use like the Eisenhower matrix to organize my tasks, which one's most important. I stay off my phone, you know, when I'm getting things done. So my boundaries with myself is to try to not be distracted. So that way my time is actually being used in an efficient way. So that way I have more time to not be doing it. 
I use a lot of self-management boundaries with myself in order to make it so that way I do have time to rest. You guys know I take a lot of depeopling time. I can't be productive in my actual job unless I have engaged in self-care. I have to have these boundaries where I turn off work. I don't work when I'm not working, really and truly. Like if I get a text from a client, I'm not at work right now. This is not my work hours right now. I'm not going to look at that until I'm back at work on Monday. So being able to hold these boundaries with ourselves is where it allows us that kind of real self-care we want because almost everything in self-care in my world comes from the concept of boundaries. Boundaries with ourselves, boundaries with another person, boundaries with how we're going to use our time, our energy. Like you said, you know, you put things in in dollar amounts and, you know, is is this worth it? Would I rather stretch this out into a 5-hour task just because I want to do these other things in between? I hold my own attention pretty uh, stringently sometimes. I'd be like, okay, it'd be very easy to get onto Facebook right now. So not getting anywhere near Facebook for the next three hours. Facebook is an energy and time Mm -hmm. suck, as Uh, is TikTok. mm -hmm. I've actually started doing just that, Uh I'd say the past month or so. Mm -hmm. Because I work from home. Mm -hmm. So I would work a little bit and then watch a show or work a little bit and do a thing. And so I would work... From the time I woke up until the time I went to bed at three o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. on and off, all day, on and off, all day, work, do a little thing, work, Mm -hmm. do a little thing. But then I was also working seven days a week Mm -hmm. because I worked a lot, but I stretched it out over the whole week. So now what I've decided to do is I work, I work straight through, I try to work straight through the day, stop working and now I have a whole chunk of time on the weekend. So I don't work on the weekends. And it's legitimate restful time, mm-hmm. not not that in between, oh, I only have like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's not real rest sometimes. It's literally like, like when you don't have enough time for a real nap and it's not actually restful. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else feels like self-care? Organizing. Mm-hmm. Mm, that makes my brain so happy. Well, because you're you're Because I'm actually doing something. Mm-hmm. So that makes my brain happy. I think I thrive in activity. I don't know why. I don't have any clue if this is healthy or not healthy, but I know that I'm fidgety. I guess it's probably ADHD, but I'm fidgety, sitting still. I can go to sleep or I can go do something. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a really difficult time like sitting there, which is part of why I impose meditation on myself because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like a muscle. I've got to exercise. But I love organizing. I love making my space beautiful. I love... Well, it makes your life easier, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I also like make deals with myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) where I'm just like, okay, if I do this amount of things right now, I can just sit and stare at the wall later, (laughs) you know, or whatever, you know, I need to do. So sometimes it's a... a, That is a a boundary with ourself because I'll do that. I'll be like, if I can get all these notes in, in, you know, like the next half an hour, then I'll be done. I'm just going to stop for the day. I'm not going to do anymore. Yeah, I have to take some of the decision making Mm -hmm. out of my boss's hands, which Mm -hmm. is me. (laughs) So I have Mm -hmm. to like make calendar time Mm -hmm. and and things because I will will work every minute Mm -hmm. of the day and I'll sit there for 10 minutes and I'll go oh, I know, I'll start a project or I'll do 32 burritos. I saw you write down Eisenhower Matrix and I want you to know that one part of the Eisenhower Matrix is to delegate. <laughs> I Yes, <laughs> delegation. <laughs> Sometimes delegation is very hard. Sometimes 
self-care in that scenario is just doing it myself. Well, if we if we mm-hmm. convince ourselves that the idea of delegating will always be harder because it's easier to do ourselves, because sometimes it is. You have to do a lot of explaining to someone, and then maybe sometimes and you it have still to just kind of let yeah. it be. It has to be a task that you don't yeah. care about. But like, or yeah. I feel like, like I see this exact same theme every time. Sarita's like, so Rob Wilson and I started a project. <laughs> <laughs> and then throughout that story, I hear all of this. I just did it myself. <laughs> well, if it's a one-time deal, it might be easier. But if it's something that's an ongoing Sometimes thing. Sometimes it's hard it, to get what's in my head into mm-hmm. somebody else's head. Yeah. And, and it's very specific. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all about that ability to decide. <laughs> that's why the Eisenhower Matrix will help you decide what is actually a delegating kind of thing and what is not a delegating kind of thing. All right. Yes. And also, also, is it important that it get done or uh-huh. is it important that it look exactly, exactly. the way that it's in your brain? I've learned that. I've learned. So Sarita, the minion and Sarita, the bitchy ass boss have come to terms with figuring out what things mm-hmm. need to be perfect and what things do not need to be perfect. So mm-hmm. we're learning these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do practice regular affirmations and gratefulness every morning, right when I wake mm-hmm. up. That moment between where the veil lifts between I'm asleep and I could be dead or I'm alive and I'm Schrodinger's awake. wakefulness. Yeah. I that. like the like the veil's lifting and I but I still could be dead. I could be dead. <laughs> it could be dead, it could be alive, I don't know. But you're, you're that moment where the world is starting to peek, mm-hmm. you know, back into your consciousness mm-hmm. or vice versa. I have this thing that I say, today's gonna be a great day. Just Mm -hmm. today is going to be a great day. I just Mm -hmm. make that decision every morning when I wake up. Mm -hmm. And then once I get awake and I'm having my coffee, I spend a lot of time with purposeful gratefulness. It's almost silly how cheesy grateful I am. You know, I love this grass today. Or, (laughs) man, you know, this blanket is comfy. Or, you know, I love that my dog puts his butthole right on my arm. (laughs) That makes me so happy. (laughs) He loves you so much. Those kinds of things. (laughs) It kind of makes me think of um, that Steve Martin movie, The The Jerk, where Uh he's he's like, all I need is this chair and this lamp. Mm -hmm. And I'll be happy. I like my morning time with my coffee and my animals. And And your crown. And my crown. (laughs) Yes, my coffee crown. I sent Jackie a picture of my coffee crown. It's beautiful. It's such a pretty coffee crown. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like to read poetry in the morning. Lots of times I'll sit there and read poetry in the morning in my reading chair with my coffee and my animals. That's sort of how I start my day. I've also started going back to using something that Sarita got me a while ago, the high performance planner. I just found mine the other day, I know. too. And I, found, I was like, oh, look I, at that. I, found, I didn't use it. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, it doesn't work to as a doorstop. Yeah. It's not the, what it's meant to be. I was using it. It was actually a laptop lift oh. for Zoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even better. Well, and I, I, you know, I hadn't taken the time to really, like, sit down and, like, engage in it yet. And then I was looking at it, and I was just like, huh, okay. I like this. So I'm not using the plannery part, but I am lo- using a lot of the sort of like long-term planning part. So the day-to-day planning stuff, the some of the weekly planning stuff's not going on there, but like some of their big prompts on, you know, here, you know, how are you working towards this goal this week? You know, because you put your big goals in. What are the things you're doing towards this? So I've been you know, doing that in the mornings on the 
you know, because it's per week, um, and sort of reviewing it in the morning after I read my poetry. So that's some of my self-care time um, because it's because it's not about all business. It's about like personal goals too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bought a journal at the Upstream Counseling. <laughs> what's what's name? Upstream, Upstream Counseling Services. Counseling Service Open House last mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. I bought a. Tell me the name of this it's journal. It's called the Dumb Journal for My Stupid Mental Health. There you go. I've I've been using it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. can't remember the name of it, but I've been doing it every because day. journaling and keeping track of your mental health symptoms can be really important. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't like journaling. Journaling mm-hmm. is. I like it because it yeah. really is kind of a checkbox. Yep, yeah. Fill in a blank. So yeah, this is sort of a, you, it's the same. It's a, it's a good exercise though to yeah. think about you know your mental health today. Yeah. Well, I, I journal for a more specific reason, but mm-hmm. my my struggle with it is it is time consuming. Uh huh. And this is why this was made to mm-hmm. be just sort of a a checkbox. It's for yeah. people who don't like journaling and want to do it in thirty seconds. It's local author Rainy Brook. ADHD journaling. It's yeah, mm-hmm. yes, like ADHD journaling and just sort of tracking. So that way you can look and just be like, wow, my symptoms are really bad in the past two weeks. And look at this. I one like trigger. that part that you can you can mm-hmm. go back on it. And mm-hmm. it's such a simple thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I've been I have been for a month or six weeks or so doing a three six nine meditation journaling but i'm doing voice journaling where Mm -hmm. i'm just recording it so three minutes of breathing six minutes of stream of consciousness journaling which i'm basically Mm -hmm. speaking into my phone voice recorder Mm -hmm. and then nine minutes of i listen to myself the six minutes and then three minutes of uh gratefulness and manifestation stuff Mm -hmm. but it's really interesting because stream of consciousness like writing it is hard to to make Mm -hmm. you know there's a physical like you know you gotta think it then write it and then you and you can't go as fast as your you can't go as fast as your brain and somewhere around that you're probably kind of self you know guiding it back to some other thing Mm -hmm. that you think is or editing yeah editing somehow um but when you just say what comes to your brain is interesting like the stupid stuff well i think something's buzzing around my face i think i'm you know i got my eyes closed and i'm i breathe and then i'm like oh yeah my toe hurts and my you know there's a whole lot of that that goes on in your brain and once you get past all that it really teaches you how to get to your sub more subconscious thought process not mm-hmm. the day-to-day housekeeping thoughts that float around so it's interesting and then you listen back to it and like i didn't even remember thinking about that <laughs> you know and you start seeing patterns one of yeah. my favorite journals is this little um, journal called 52 Lists for Happiness. There's also 52 Lists, lists for Gratitude, and there's also one for Families. I think it's 52 Lists for Connection. And each week you it has a prompt on, like, list all the things that go with this. And it's, like, things that make you happy of different categories. Oh, that one like would that. be good for me. It's, that sounds, like, easy and, like, yes. makes you think about stuff. Yes, because I like lists. I so like say it again. Lists. 52, 52 lists for happiness. Writing this down. And you can get it at Target next time you're there instead of Walmart. <laughs> On one of my self-care days. <laughs> one of your self-care days to Target. Do you know what, though? In, when Target had old, this is like a big aside, when Target was actually shaped like a Target and not a department store, and I mm-hmm. always knew that the where the clearance end caps were at the end of each aisle, sometimes if I wanted to self-care, I would just sort of go in and only cruise the clearance end caps. But now it's like a department store and I can't figure out where everything is. I don't like it. I don't like like the new Target. I don't like the new Target either because I'm like, why are there women's clothing in three different sections? And I don't understand any of it. it. I have never, I've apparently not been to Target enough 
to know. I have not experienced this I don't like it. I don't like the way it's laid out. It's now laid out like a JCPenney's. Yeah. But now it has a grocery store on the side. And I feel like they don't have as much stuff. They don't. Because they have all this open space with displays and stuff. And in weird. So if you go there for something specific, you might not find it because it's going to be in the middle of some dumb display area. I don't like what they've done. I went in and I was like. What I would like to know is why anyone is going shopping without using like the store locator feature because that is also my self well, there is I was no, like that's Kate's not self there is wandering no. through the morass of capitalist department stores to try and find the stupid thing that I need but if I, I app, guarantee you if exactly it's in that it display area there is no thing I, I, I've never done it, have it I, online. I, I always look it, it up on it's, the website and go there but there, I just I also it's like a display area stuff. in the middle do of then, the... no, then I would definitely never go there mm-hmm. because if I have to like wander around to find something that I was told was going to be on this aisle mm-hmm. in okay. L19 I'm a hunter gatherer I t- tend to just go conquer the shit at the time I don't really look it up beforehand. This is me. I look in it life, up while though. I'm in the store sometimes well, if I can't find it. If I can't it, find it. Okay, I have to tell y'all a frustration with husband. <laughs> oh. Context. Uh, Context. Is it related <laughs> to it shopping? It's about the shopping. Okay. Yeah. So I will go into the store and I will just independently wander and I like looking at the things and I like shopping. I don't like shopping. Let's well, gotta be out that. I don't really like shopping, but if I've made the choice to go shopping, I like that part of it, especially at Target, because there's such pretty things all yeah. around the store. So I just like to wander and see all the things. He goes in and immediately needs help. <laughs> I don't want to go shopping with either of you. <laughs> Neither of those things sound fun. He immediately goes and finds somebody mm-hmm. in the store. And if you all know Target and Walmart, I love Target, Walmart, I tolerate. The pe- this isn't this isn't old school JCPenney's or Dillard's or something where people you ask them where something is and they know exactly where it's at. No, that's not they my just department. shop with you. They yeah. just go. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it might it's be over the- here. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, God damn it, I don't want to shop with this person. So, anyways, <laughs> and, and that's that's why like almost any time in a store, I, I Ron Swanson people. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily always say it out loud, though. I have done it out loud and in a garden shop before. But I, I just. I know more than them. I've come to this store enough times. I get the same things. I'm a creature of habit. I know exactly where all my things I need are. Oh, I have another self care thing. Yeah, just made me think of. Hmm. I park in the same place no matter what store I go to. So, me too. So, do so I. if I no, let's say this. If I go to Target, there's like two to three parking spaces. Yep. I take up Walmart in the same I, I mean, go in the same aisle the same ish aisle yes if I can otherwise I can't find my car when I get out or else it's been stolen <laughs> my car has <laughs> definitely been stolen <laughs> I can't I, find it I, I do that but then my brain if someone's parked in my spot I'm like how dare they I know. I get, I get so upset. Parked in I don't. Thing. I just and always then, trick myself when I'm walking in the store. I'm like, oh, see, see. So obviously, like, I'm in the presence of mind right now. Like, I'm not like doing 50 other things in my head. Like, mm-hmm. I'm. I know that I'm walking into the store right mm-hmm. now. I'm obviously going to remember where I park, mm-hmm. and I go in for the four things that I needed that I already know exactly where they are. I already made sure, and I go in and I get them. I'm out six minutes later, and I'm like, for some did reason, I, where did that memory go? For some reason, when I go what to Hobby hell? Lobby, I can never find my car. Like I walk out of the store and I don't even know where I am in the city. It's weird. I think there's something. <laughs> there's yeah. Hobby Lobby's very over. That is me every time I walk out of any store. It's the portal. Like, How do I not like I, I think the Matrix okay, portal. Where, and then Hobby I, Lobby smells weird, and that's why it made you high and you don't know something. I get out. I <laughs> can't find my car, Hobby and then Lobby I don't psychosis. know how to get home. Like. 
what street am I on? What do I turn left or right? Like I get lost. And when I go into the store, any store I go into, as I'm walking into the store, this is way, this we're getting way off. But as Mm -hmm. I'm walking into the store, I walk in the store and I think I turn myself, not physically, but in my mind, I turn myself around. I think, okay, how how am I going to get to my car when I get out? Okay, left. (laughs) And then on the right side of the arm. Okay, I really should do that. You and I are the same person. Because you've probably never lost your car at the Dallas airport. Oh. Because you didn't remember where it was and the photos you took were not sufficient. (laughs) I remember you texting us about that. I was so fucking angry at myself. I literally like that is how bad it gets for Mm -hmm. me that like I literally like according to my brain Uh I have never been in the Dallas airport but like I've never parked there ever before. This actually makes me feel really good that I'm not the only one that gets lost when I walk out side of the store my 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 question is your phone does not save your parked location no what i mean it does now like i've now now, like but it's not a default setting okay i didn't know that was a thing well did not until i was like how the fuck do i not forget where i parked my car and it's like turn google services on to do that yeah technology yeah if your phone is connected to bluetooth in your car lots of times when you walk away from it yeah you get a little alert that says parked oh my gosh i need to do that our lives have been changed jackie i'm I'm scared that one day i'm gonna walk out and i'm really not going to be able to find my car and I'm going to feel like I've lost my mind. That is literally what <laughs> happened to me at the Dallas airport with Ellie. I was like, I know I parked here. Like, I know I did. And I took photos. I took two different photos, like, to you know, because it's a big parking garage. Yeah. Because it's a parking garage attached you to a hotel parking garage. You take a photo of, like, the number? Isn't there a number? Like, D3? I, I thought as soon as I, as soon as we got across, but what I forgot, because my brain didn't remember, is that where I had parked... You had to either go down or up to get across to the second parking garage to get into the so airport. So you were in the wrong parking garage completely? No, I was in I was in oh. the overflow garage, but I had parked like halfway around the bend. <laughs> so I had to decide, do I go down or um. up? And so we had gone down and gone across. And only after we had gone across was I like, I should take a picture of this. <laughs> and I took a picture. I turned around and took a picture. where you are not parked. <laughs> Like thinking like, okay, so I'm just going to remember that I have to go across and then around the car. Whenever you think, okay, I'm just going to remember, you should check yourself. That never, <laughs> never works. Yes. I, I take a picture of the view. I don't take a picture of anything else. When I park in a parking garage, almost always you're like up against something. I go to the edge and I take a picture of what I see out off the that would not garage. help me at that all. That wouldn't help me at all. <laughs> no, See, not that, that, kind that, of. That, that helps me because I I remember what floor. I remember all the stuff like F two, yeah. and I remember yeah. left of the elevator. Yeah, I remember so all of that. that. I have to take pictures of every okay. single every single step along the way. Yes. So okay. self care is turning on your Google location mm-hmm. situation yeah. and so not shopping okay. with Rob. Phone. Don't yes. shop with Rob because he'll go ask. I'm just <laughs> imagining ask, like yeah, a little Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb of Kate Beerman. That's really what I needed, and let me tell you the dallas the dallas airport people have some really fancy like license plate scanning technology so they were able to very quickly reassure me that i definitely did not park in the airport parking garage and i was like oh they were like so you definitely parked in the the second one and i was like but look like Mm -hmm. i've got four suitcases and a Mm three-year-old who's like about to mutiny Mm -hmm. i really need someone to drive me so when rob goes to walmart he needs immediately goes and asks for help when kate is in the parking garage (laughs) she immediately goes to the service desk 
before even looking for her car. No, I actually, we had already looked for an hour. <laughs> an hour? Yeah. Oh, my God. And Ellie was literally at the point I had already commandeered a cart <laughs> like that I was supposed to have paid for, but that I basically accosted someone and made them give it to me. Uh-huh. And at this point, big Ellie bully. was so, like, she was so done that she mm-hmm. was like, I just don't understand where is our car. <laughs> I, I've been saying the same thing in my That's head gonna for be an the hour. something that she's going to have to talk about in therapy when she's an adult Mm -hmm. yes okay another thing i do order the same food depending on the restaurant i'm at well i only have one option at most restaurants yeah but like if i go to restaurant a i order tacos restaurant if i want like if i oh i want a hamburger then i gotta go to what restaurant b even if restaurant a has hamburgers that's not how my brain works did you know that's called that's considered a self-soothe because think think about why, you know, kids sometimes end up being real picky eaters about certain things and they always want to eat processed food is because a Cheez-It cracker is exactly the same every single one you eat, mm-hmm. right? So it's predictable. It's dependable. You don't have to have to figure something new out each time. But yeah. what happens if you eat blueberries? This one is very squishy yeah. and soft. You this one know. is sour. This one is sweet. This oh, one yeah. is kind of hard and weird Ooh, tasting. why I don't like blueberries. Because it, there's oh. nothing predictable about it. So people um, who who are easily prone to sort of like that lack of control anxiety, they want they like the predictable things. Oh, I do oh. that, too. I order the same thing at every. Mm-hmm. You know what? Since we're talking about Rob, mm-hmm. <laughs> <or not. laughs> but uh, he orders different things. We are very different mm-hmm. in that. I'm, I'm like, we are at restaurant A. I've got to order tacos and he's like i'm gonna have ceviche today i'm gonna have i don't know cow buttholes i the guy orders the weirdest shit he'll order he will eat anything well that's exciting I like it that. is yeah. I, like no, I love that i love how adventurous he is i mean i've said this before even when we travel he is the reason why i've weirdly stepped out of my com- i am a leaper though can i just say i'm oh, a leaper yeah. on so many things you either do it all the way or you or don't do it at all but at you're all. a leaper when you have control nah i mean i I don't know. Like, like I when, skydived for okay, that's years. Like, okay, that's that's a different time of leaping. But I'm talking about all the other leaping. <laughs> but, I knew you were going to bring that one up. But, and, all but the I other also leaping, like starting businesses. That's I you love leaping. It. But you have all the control. You're running them. Oh, that's really true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm learning so much about myself. A, I've decided that I am a capitalist consumer. <laughs> period. <laughs> B, I stem a lot. I stem a lot. <laughs> well, and what Kate was saying, though, about how when you walk into Target and your mind's going with 8 million different things, one of the things that can be really helpful as a form of self-care is just participating and experiencing mindfulness and allowing yourself to not be doing and thinking about and planning and organizing 8 million things at a time. Focus on the thing you're doing, the presence. Live in the moment. At- because right Mindfulness now, right now, as self-care, with, exactly. In this room with all of you, the only thing I am thinking about and focusing on is the stuff that we're talking about. I'm not thinking about anything else I have to do today or oh anything God, else I already not. did today. I would never, I would not get, I, no. Oh, no. I can't imagine only I've doing one like thing at a time. I've got like four compartments no. in my brain. Oh, well, see, the thing is, this is maybe a counselor skill because no matter what, is going on in my life or what I need to be getting on, getting done or what I'm stressed out about or what I'm struggling with, that gets 
shut off behind, you know, a big steel door when I'm in session with clients. My mindfulness sort of compartmentalization skills allow me to be present with them. And well, you have to be 100% I have to, yeah, yeah, exactly, because yeah. that is their time. Their their needs are most important, and it, I would not be ethically doing them the service they need if I were somewhere in my mind also, like, going through my list of things I have to do after work or, you know, sort of planning yeah. out, like, so what have, billing I need to submit. You have a lot of practice I have a lot of that. practice with yeah, mindfulness. So you do so. it in other places, it, too. Do it in other places, like, when I decide that I am done, I'm going to go lie out in my hammock. I am going to only enjoy the experience of lying in my hammock. Look at that bird. Oh, hi, squirrel. Talk to the squirrel. You know, Freya comes over and I pet her, you know, things like that. I really work hard on mindfulness in other areas. Like even when I'm my other self-care of choking people with their clothing and trying to break (laughs) their arms and legs and wrists and every part of their body. Um, I'm only thinking about that. vegan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the thing is, it's just it's just a form of self-care. And I think, you know, um, if we think about it, everyone needs some sort of release sometimes. I am a very gentle person in many parts of my life. But, you know, gentle just because I am a gentle, calm, patient person does not mean I am not capable of violence and aggression. Um, do not mistake my gentleness as someone who does not know how to be violent. And... This that's that's what's I think where my self care comes from because being gentle, letting the kind of being having the kind of boundaries of I'm not going to let them steal my energy. Sometimes it still takes a lot of work and being able to in a safe, healthy, controlled way because I'm never taking out aggression on my rolling partners. I am never being angry with my rolling partners. What I am doing is I'm having sort of a physical release of all my built up stress through the challenge because it's never me against my rolling partner. Well, and I think the sport, the sport is got such a um, Mm -hmm. finesse to Mm -hmm. it as well that you have to have a technical side that that it's a sport of Mm -hmm. if you just wanted to muscle something Mm -hmm. around, you'd be boxing or something or 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 you'd be a not so good grappler who just muscles (laughs) everything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, there it's called a gentle art for a reason. There's yeah. art to it. It's gentle. There's art. There's skill involved. It's it's physical chess because you have to stay one move ahead. And that's why I I like it because it's humbling. It's a challenge. And it's also physically exhausting because, you know, if you are trying to figure out how at 125 pounds you're going to take down this guy that you're rolling with who happens to be close to 300, then you're like, all right, we're going for a sacrifice takedown. Let's hope it works. With that, I think we actually need to transition to our joy mm-hmm. because we're on now time. So let me get my glasses on. Everybody. Uh, my joy today is uh, watching our community rally around our downtown food pantry, which is located uh, behind our coffee shop, kind of behind and on the corner around the around the front door of our coffee shop. Yellow Dog Coffee Yellow Company. Yellow Dog Coffee Company at 222 South Porter in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, we provide space for a food pantry, but I know, I don't, hopefully this wasn't what Kate was going to say. We didn't talk about this beforehand. Huh? No, okay. So Kate and uh, other people in our community um, 
organized a paint the pantry night. It looks so cute. It's got a little dog on it. I love seeing people out there painting. I love that it's just kind of taken on its own life, that there is a whole community of people out there providing the stuff. There are people in our unhoused community that are benefiting from the stuff. There are people that are housed and just having a tough moment that are benefiting from the stuff. There's a guy who I know doesn't have a home that comes over and picks up trash and puts it away and I think that's cool that he's feeling ownership in the, in that part of his community our community and that that is bringing me immense joy that's good joy that's that good joy oh and I got a new scooter yeah <laughs> sorry I got a Honda yes. Ruckus me and Rob Wilson are going to be starting a biker gang <laughs> It, it goes 42 miles per hour. If it's going downhill with the wind behind your back, if you pull your elbows in, it'll go about 43. It's awesome. I got a cute little helmet. It has a beep beep horn. I love it. I love it so much. So I want much joy. I want a, a genuine scooter company, Stella, because with a sidecar, because mm. they're so retro looking. And can you imagine me riding around with Freya in Freya. the sidecar in oh. this like sparkly lipstick red? That'd be adorable. Yes, retro looking. Oh yes, I love them. Do they when have I, dog helmets? There are dog mm-hmm. helmets and there are harnesses and goggles. They're called doggles. Aww. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was actually going to be my joy. It was. Um, Ellie was my joy for the last week was watching Ellie experience seeing Sarita for the first time on that her was ruckus. pretty cool actually that was the most adorable moment so Ellie heard Sarita beep 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 like coming around the corner so I told Ellie I said Ellie hurry run outside run outside and she runs outside as Sarita comes around the corner like meep meeping on her little ruckus with her like rainbow striped helmet and Ellie Ellie goes, oh, Saria! And she like starts hopping up and down. She's so excited. She so goes, much joy. You got a motorcycle! <laughs> she thought I was the shit. She thought Sarita was the coolest person on the face of the planet. Yeah, and did. I know that when she's like 14 and she sees one of those again, she's going to be like, I thought that thing was like a Harley. <laughs> 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 so that's my joy is I that totally, I get to live in a neighborhood that Ellie gets a lot of joy from watching certain that was corner on that her was ruckus. made me feel pretty cool and I <laughs> feeling all cool and full of myself riding my little ruckus around there was this cute boy he was man but he was uh, smoking a cigarette somewhere in front of a business and I beep beeped at him and gave him the the head sup, head nod like you know he's probably telling that story like it's like this middle aged woman, woman on her freaking scooter <laughs> be beeped at me on her glorified dirt bike uh-huh. yes. 49cc mm-hmm. okay oh, that's funny I so still don't know it. what my joy is. I guess my joy this week is um, just doing my little, preparing my new little business situation. I'm making YouTube videos. Yay! Yay! Um, which is why I had to get my nails done. Oh, and they look they pretty. They look really pretty. Yes. Thank I, you. I like them. So that's kind of fun making you mm-hmm. and it's almost ready to go up and that's bringing wait. me joy. They'll be very exciting. That's Let us know fun. and share that. Share it all yeah. over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my joy this week, it's kind of like a, a couple twofold. Upstream's open house went really well. And the other day after, you know, it was Monday when I came back in because I'd gone in on the weekend and cleaned up everything. And it just, it was so pretty just standing there and the sunlight was coming in. And it was like kind of, I had the heater on because it was cold. And it was just like this fall sunshiny, cozy day. And I had 
tea in a mug that one of the clinicians had gotten for me. And it just, it was just so contentful, contentful, contentment. Con- what word am I looking at? So content. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I was maybe content. maybe you could just say it was content. I don't know. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And so that's one of the things that I've been joyful about, joyful about the fact that um, we've been getting a lot of calls to the point in which I, I think I might need to find someone to be a telehealth counselor, either as sort of like a part time side gig that they might want to do if they have a full time position or as an eventual transition if they're someone who's not in private practice who wants to move into it so i think that's i'm joyful that that's sort of already happening that my counselors are already really full and we're developing this waiting list that i'd love to be able to serve by expanding even more but really my joy that i want to share with you guys is i discovered a little quote that came from the andre de shield's acceptance speech for one of his Tony Awards, I think it was, but it was his rules for prosperity and longevity. Number one, surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming. That's like the epitome of Ellie Bierman, Mm -hmm. by the way. Yes, it is. If you're on a motorcycle. Oh, yes. For sure. Mm -hmm. Two, slowly is the fastest way to get where you want to be. And three, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next, so keep climbing. And I was thinking, how joyful are those as, you know, rules for prosperity? Because those are the kind of things that if you do surround yourself by the type of people whose eyes light up when they see you coming, you're not going to be surrounding yourself by people that you have to set extra, extra firm boundaries with to protect yourself or, you know, let go of or walk away from. These are going to be the kind of people that respect your boundaries and love you for your boundaries and have their own boundaries. These are those kind. These are your people, people who are your people. They light up when they see you coming, that knowing doing something slowly makes me think of how lots of times when learning new jujitsu moves, I always think slow is smooth, smooth is fast, you know? So when I'm working on learning it, if I try to rush it, if I try to do it full speed, try to do it fast, I'm not gonna do it right. Gotta get that technique down. Yeah, gotta get it down. So slowly is the fastest way to where you want to be. And then, you know, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next is one of those things where there's never a point in which you can say, I've done enough. The end. Uh, The end, no more. There's always something more, you know, always about like it could be in business. It could be personally that there's growth never ends. Learning never ends. So if there's ever a point in which you feel like, wow, I've come to a pretty cool pinnacle. It's always like, okay, is there another mountain next? It's a different mountain. So maybe Mm -hmm. I've come to a pinnacle in this way, but here's my other mountain I can climb. And I really, I really like that. That was something that this week brought me a lot of joy when I, when I heard that. It was very lovely to, to hear that in the YouTube video. Um, but obviously, I can't just be a YouTube video. So I just had to read it. Because <laughs> we aren't video. Yes, we aren't well, video. Well, thank you for tuning in mm-hmm. today to this not video section of our podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. Self-care. Self-care. Boundaries are so self-care. So practice some self-care this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you can find us. You can find us at foregrownasswomen.net or on Facebook and Instagram at foregrownasswomen. And you will hear us next time. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. This is Emily here, and I just want to remind everyone that the thoughts, opinions, reactions, and overall concepts discussed during the course of this podcast are expressed solely in my role as Emily Mick, woman with thoughts and opinions on things, and not as Emily Mick, professional counselor. 
None of what I discussed during the course of the podcast is mental health treatment, advice, or counseling, and does not represent any counseling or professional relationship with any fellow members of the podcast or listeners of the podcast. Though I may draw upon my professional background and education when discussing podcast topics, I am doing so as a private individual having a discussion with friends. Thank you for listening to these four grown-ass women of the apocalypse. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. And find us online at fourgrownasswomen.net or on Facebook at Four Grown Ass Women. We'll see you next week.